Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. You know what Christy Mathewson wasn't worried about? S-I-E-R-A. When you're thinking about Pedro Siriaco, I mean, the only one that can compete is maybe uh, Hannes Wagner's 1908 season. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. Like, if we just clip together every time we've talked about him on other people's profiles, we've done a Mickey Cochran episode. I can't get past Rabbit Marinville. It's it's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. And welcome to Above Replacement Radio, uh, where we're talking baseball really, truly, uh, 100% accurately, kind of whenever. I'm your host, Chris Gianta. Over there to my actual left in the Springfield College townhouse backyards is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel? Chris, we've done shows in many different locations before, on Zoom, in our studio, in our homes. Uh, this is probably my favorite scenery we've ever done a show. It's nice and peaceful out here. Um, you know, very, very unfitting for how tonight was just watching that game, but, you yes. know, I feel like we needed a nice little relaxing spot to just give our thoughts, and this is, this scenery here, we got on video actually, is, uh, is kind of perfect. Yeah, it's a, it's a good change of pace from yeah. the uh, intensity of the game that, uh, that just occurred. Um, we, we told you, we would, we would, we told the audience that we would be doing a, an above replacement radio uh, half Extended, episode yeah. talking about D- Giants Dodgers and here we are um, I mean where where do we start here uh, <laughs> M- Nico yeah, I mean like let's we'll just you know three time guest on the program Nico Fasell is here I think we should just start by saying the Dodgers won yes uh, it was a it was a great game all things considered well mo- most things considered yeah like 99.9% of things considered it was an amazing game two to one came down to the ninth inning like at the end of the eighth I legitimately had no idea who was going to win yeah. yeah, that's that's the best kind of baseball. Like you can, you know, sometimes you can sense momentum. You can feel like it, things are going a certain team's way. That was not at all present before the ninth inning. Yeah, exactly. That's a one hundred percent accurate mm-hmm. statement there because yeah, it, it never felt like things were going the Giants or Dodgers way, mm-hmm. particularly outside of when like uh, when uh, Corey Seager drove in bets, but then immediately immediately responding was was Darren Ruff with a home run. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a, a great game five, super intense. Uh, just the intensity never stopped. Yeah, which was fantastic. Darren Ruff, by the way, hit an absolute bomb, four fifty <laughs> to dead center. Yeah, you don't see that very often. No, he was the sixth player in postseason history to hit a four hundred fifty plus foot home run to straightaway center, or not straightaway, but just any point in center, whether it's left yeah. center, right center, dead center. Uh, he, yeah, sick. Well, I should say in the pitch tracking era, right? Since two thousand eight, it may have happened before then, right? Um, yeah, that was a, that was a pleasure to see. Um, so yeah, the, the biggest, one of the bigger, um, one of the bigger subjects at hand in today's episode was the fact that Julio Arias was not starting game five. It was Corey Kniebel, uh, out of nowhere. I can't say it wouldn't have worked the other way around, but you can't say that it didn't work this time. Yeah, no, it absolutely, it worked. I mean the, you know, Dave Roberts, I said today, earlier, that, you know, seemingly this can only go wrong for him personally because, you know, he's culprit number one if the Dodgers lose, especially if the Giants score in early innings. And if if they win, you know, not a lot of people are probably going to look at it. Dave Roberts deserves an enormous amount of credit for what he did today. Right, right. I would agree. 
because it, it worked 100%. Yeah, that and, like, he's, he put himself in the spotlight. Like, if the, if Julio Arias gave up a first inning, like, two-run home run, the Dodgers lost 3-2, to two, like, nobody's really looking at Dave Roberts for that. He put himself in a position where he was first to blame yeah. if they lost. And I think no matter when it got to the ninth inning, like, you know, where I'd say when it got to, like, the fifth or sixth inning, like, it was kind of off him to, to regardless because, um, what, Knebel and Gratterall both got through scoreless innings. Arias gave up one run in four innings. But Dave Roberts really put himself on the line tonight, and his guys, his guys did well. Yeah, he was definitely up for scrutiny if it, it if it failed. Yep. Because like you said, the easy option would be to go with Arias starting. I mean, that was if the initial nobody, announcement. Nobody's going to question it. No one's going to blame him. Exactly, exactly. Because he does what is expected, even if it might not be right. And tonight it clearly wasn't right. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, I, I forget who pitched the seventh inning. I don't it know. was Trinan. It was Tri- that is true. Yeah, Trinan, it was Trinan, Jansen, Scherzer. Uh, right, yeah, I, for, I forgot that he came in for a second. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, great work. He utilized his bullpen like he thought he should have, um, and it worked, exa- it worked exactly how it should for a, for a game like that in a two-to-one ball game. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like game two where the Dodgers scored a ton of runs, so you don't, you're not going to have Arias for as long as you had him out there for game two. So uh, it, it ended up working out. I mean, so what, what else What else is on our mind? From what, what are some other takeaways from this series? We never really got too far into the games beforehand. I feel like right. we should just recap this entire series. And then Logan we, Webb. Logan Webb, yes. Oh, my God. Uh, seven innings pitched. I thought he was done after six because they had Rodgers warming up. They brought him out for the seventh. One of my favorite things, so, like, you know, I've been, I've been pretty outspoken about o- Logan Webb this year. He was obviously a finalist for the Daniels Choice Award, which is just players that I hype up that do well. He was a how about that in, like, July or August, something like that. Uh, one of my favorite things about him is that, like, he can get into a three-ball count and, like, I'm not even thinking walk. Right. And, and like, yeah, I remember he had a 3-1 count to Chris Taylor, and I was like, well, I mean, he's not walking him, and he, he ended up striking him out on that sinker that cut high and in. Yep. Which was just a ridiculous pitch. I He was getting some pitching ninja action. He had one sinker that had 20 inches of horizontal movement. Uh, oh, yeah. Horizontal movement. Horizontal, not vertical movement. Yeah. Horizontal movement, left to right. Yeah, that's that is uh. That's that should that's like alien stuff. Yeah, I don't know how hitters could uh could hit that, but yeah. I mean, if they were hitting it, it was about six feet. It was about a six feet of projected distance. Yeah. Today. Yeah, there was so many. So I mean, Logan Webb, ground ball pitcher. I talked about his SIERA when I mentioned his how about that and his his ground ball rate leading the majors, having a negative career launch angle. Uh, that's one one of my favorite archetypes of pitchers, Framber Valdez, Richard Blyer, but um, yeah, I mean Logan Webb, like he was he was serving up some one three putouts for days. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of I used to think fielding independent pitching meant like pitchers fielding. <laughs> uh, yeah, he definitely you know a lot of 2017 Daniels idea of fielding independent <laughs> pitching in there, but you know some actual FIP stuff, very good, no home runs allowed. Uh, six strikeouts in seven innings, I believe. No walks, or maybe one walk. Uh, one walk today. Yeah, still. So one walk in fourteen and two total, fourteen and two thirds total innings in this uh, postseason. Yep. Um, he will join. He joins Whitey Ford as the only pitcher. This wow. is this is a. I think this is a five filter stat. So excuse me for a second, but he will join Whitey Ford as one of only two pitchers to have. 
multiple games, uh, two pitchers, 24 or younger, to have multiple games with seven plus innings pitched, six plus strikeouts, one or fewer walk, and one or fewer earned runs allowed. And uh, yeah, Whitey, Whitey Ford, Hall of Fame pitcher, postseason legend, postseason legend, yeah. has won a, a boatload of World Series. And uh, yeah, like, and Ford probably pitched three games in that series as opposed to Logan Webb did it both times he was able to pitch. He was unbelievable. Um, and that should not be forgotten, even though the Giants lost. And uh, they certainly have someone special for the next, they you know, do. five years of control. The, you know, the, the Giants' eulogy will be later on. We'll do a full or, like, a more extended thing. But I think if there is one thing that most national baseball fans can look at, I know this is kind of self-explanatory for Giants fans, but if you're a national baseball fan looking at the Giants, obviously a 107-win team just seems like a fluke. I think there's a lot of reason to believe that that's not the case here because, I mean, you look at the amount of, of – breakouts on the roster whether it be guys like Brandon Crawford or Buster Posey or Evan Longoria who like reestablished themselves or guys like Webb like Lamont Wade Jr. Austin Slater guys who picked up bigger roles this year like all of them broke out together it wasn't just one or two guys who happened to carry the freight it was a full team effort and I mean they got something over there that is you know they found the fountain of youth over in San Francisco and they just found the fountain of, of (laughs) <laughs> playing better baseball regardless of what it might be whether it's legal or not they have something and as you know unless there's some sort of crackdown on whatever it may be if it's actually something that's not allowed um it, it's going to continue to happen so i think I, I think there's reason to believe the giants will be back stronger than ever next year right it, that's true because yeah i was someone who had the giants in fourth place this year because i didn't think they could sustain like the around 500 record they had last year uh-huh. and boy was uh was I ever so wrong, and uh, and yeah I I think uh yeah with the Giants we they've found some sort of like analytical hack that teams like the Dodgers and the Rays have been able to find, and uh, you know the Giants are a team at the payroll so mm-hmm. I, I know there I just know there were multiple like feature articles on their like analytics department and and on their coaching staff yeah because it was like all their like their coaching staff is mostly like people like under 40 yeah. which is pretty crazy shout out farhan one time yeah farhan zaidi uh putting it together when did he become gm again like 2018 2019 makes sense something like that i remember i was in high school yeah it when makes they announced it and i was like wow they took him from the dodgers yeah it makes sense that uh after after he came along the rebuild seemed to not take as long mm-hmm. um as you may have thought it would have um yeah it's definitely worked out for the Giants and I mean literally just you know a couple bounces and they're and they're playing for the National League Championship yeah uh, and a couple calls going different ways <laughs> yeah you know like one particular call do we want to get into that now I guess I yeah, mean it's, it's the hottest up. topic of the of it the is. night um so the game ends Max Serger comes into close by the way Cody Bellinger has the the game-winning single in the in the ninth inning can you imagine being a team going down in the ninth inning and then hearing, here comes the closer, Max Serger? <laughs> like, that is that is a fate worse than death. I yeah. mean, that is death itself. Yeah. But, I mean, my God. But anyway, uh, Max Serger comes in. He gets Brandon Crawford to line out to left field. He, uh, ju- he gets Chris Bryant to reach on an error, not his fault. And he strikes out Lamont Wade Jr. on a beautiful changeup on yeah. 2-2. I, I, or, um, I had it wrong. I think it was a slider still it was off speed it was it was a yeah it came it started out of the zone came back into the zone yeah i mean that was a picture perfect pitch uh on 2-2 and you know it was a looking strikeout it was a strike 
There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no arguing that one. It was in the zone. And then Wilmer Flores comes up, and, you know, Wilmer Flores, he's faced Max Serger a lot. He doesn't have a very good history against him. You know, they were with the Mets and Nationals for a while. Um, he's also He was also hitting 091 in the playoffs, and he ends up getting rung up on a check swing that effectively ends the game. And, you know, it's, it's, it's probably unlikely that he would have come through, but, I mean, you can't you can't end a season like that, man. Like you can't make that call to end the season. Yeah, and I mean, when you look at the slow motion, it's very easy to identify that that is uh, the wrong call. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um, yeah, it's tough. Like this is the second year in a row that the Gi- the Giants' season ends on a controversial strike three. Where I remember they played the Padres last year in Game sixty, which seems so weird. But, um, <laughs> game sixty. <laughs> But I remember them and the Brewers, they had the same record. They were both 29 and 31, and the Brewers owned some kind of tiebreaker. I honestly have no idea what it – I don't remember what – I think it was like maybe in division record or something. They never played each other. Uh, but I, either way, the Brewers held some sort of tiebreaker for the eight seed. If the, the Giants needed to win and they were in, um, and they had the tying run or the go-ahead run on or whatever, and someone got rung up on like a strike three call that was just not a strike. Yeah. I'll, I'll look at I'll look at it in yeah more I remember detail, it was, but, it was mean, like bases it was like bases empty two outs three two count and yeah. it was you know eight inches out of the zone maybe it was uh, not a strike and it was like, like at there, the guy's that was shins. like that was not even debatable yeah they lost five four to the Padres that day um, the last out was Austin Slater on a two two pitch that was yeah, look at pitch five there. It was about maybe a couple inches lower the zone. Yeah. Wasn't a strike. And it would have been a walk uh, to put a runner on base, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. That would have set up. Uh, who would that have set up? And this one this one definitely yeah. Oh, it would have set up Mike Yastrzemski, who was an MVP candidate that year. Yeah, and yeah, that this one definitely prevented more. Uh, this one was more preventative, like the... Uh, the swing because there was already a guy on base here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first base umpire's call. Normally, that's supposed to be a clearer call. I feel like then. Yeah. Well, there's. I mean, that's the only reason they appeal it to the mm-hmm. to the first base uh, umpire, and uh, just didn't get it right. I mean, to be fair, it was it was pretty close. I would say it was. It was pretty close. Uh, I don't know. He didn't go. I like. I, I don't say, think there's. I don't think there's any saying he went. Yeah. I mean, I would. Yeah. I would agree. He didn't go, but it wasn't. I don't think it, it wasn't like, a John Heyman check swing. I don't know, like if it's if we're talking season ender here in that game, like a game that had been so good up to that point, like if it, unless it's just painstakingly obvious, you can't end a season on that call. Right. You can't. Right. Exactly. Like, I, like I feel like at that point, like if you're gonna make that call, like it shouldn't even be worth appealing. Like it should just be known. Right. Like the home plate umpire should be calling it. Like it's one of those check swings where like even the home plate umpire sees it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, it's it's harder to tell on the television, but I feel like if you're in person and you've been in the game for that long, yeah, it should be easier to identify. And yeah, that was one. I mean, I guess in that situation, it's definitely amplified when it's a worse call. Yeah, um, yeah, it absolutely is, especially with the way the game had gone to that point. Right, like the game was an amazing game. Outside of that, it was probably one of the best games of the season. Probably game of the postseason so far, you could argue. Except for, like, maybe one of those Red Sox-Rays games. Um, yeah, it, like, in terms of all the high-leverage situations, yeah. I feel like I like feel like two, this one's over game four of the ALDS, but maybe a little under game 
three of the ALDS. Yeah. But all the other ones, I yeah. mean, I can't really think like of anything. Two, it's two 109-win teams, regular and postseason cumulative. Like, they were they were evenly matched. Exactly. Like, there was no mismatch it, like between the teams in this series. Right, right. And it was exemplified perfectly by a two-to-one ender yeah. on a controversial call. Yeah, like, it came down to the very last quote-unquote strike. Right, with with Max Scherzer on the mound for the Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think what also should be noted is, like, Giants, the, obviously not <laughs> frauds. It took the, like, maybe the most talented roster we've seen this century. There's a, there's a very fair case. Like, this is a team that went out and got a three-time Cy Young winner and, an, and a perennial MVP candidate at the trade deadline, and it took all that to to beat them by one in a winner-take-all game at and their they, place. they already had former MVPs, mm-hmm. like recent former MVPs yes. on their roster. They had... The 2018 MVP, the 2019 MVP. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Corey Seager, to go along with that, who mm-hmm. was uh, NLCS and World Series MVP the year before, which is extremely hard to do. Um, you know, someone who I picked is who I thought would, would be MVP uh, this, uh, in, in 2021. So yeah, like the, the giants faced the hardest possible task and, uh, they, the, the team that faced them barely got by. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard not to feel bad for the giants to have that season. It's so tough to have a 107 win season and your first draw in the playoffs is the 106 win Dodgers. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Like normally the first round is supposed to be the easier, yeah, opponent. it's the you know you're the one seed. It's like oh well you got to win that, right? And that just you know it never felt like the case. Exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so we've talked about Logan Webb, which is pretty much talking about game one. Yeah. Uh, game two, I feel like game three. We just got to talk about the wind the for a wind, second. Yeah, <laughs> the Dodgers had eight batted balls with an expected batting average of at of at least five hundred. They went two for eight on those hits. <laughs> it was it was tough. Yeah, it was a tough they got day. absolutely exfipped. Um, the, the final out was a Gavin Lux fly out. He like pointed his hand up as if he got it Yeah. it had an 890 expected batting average. It was a barrel and it died at the track. I don't want to use the win as an excuse because of course we all remember the giants were hitting in a dome that night where there was no wind and they, yes. you know, they were not in the same boat. And Evan, yeah, yeah Evan Longoria had the wind actually changed direction. For yeah, him. yeah. 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 Uh, and it put it into a like, like the, the airplane the, jet, jet the tectonic plate shifted yes. for Longoria's at bat to put the ball in the seats and that's probably not yeah. how it works but whatever yeah yeah it's like though you know yes obviously the wind did give the Dodgers a couple tough breaks but I don't want to use that as an excuse for that game and I don't think it really matters at this point anyway but yes like, like let's not act like that was such a big deal because yeah. What were we saying after Game 7 of the 1925 World Series? Yeah. They're playing on the same field. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> going going back to that. Um, anyway, yeah, the, Game the, 3 was the pretty... Pittsburgh ho- Pirates had a fraudulent win. Yeah, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand all the replies on, on Twitter just saying, yeah. like, yeah, whatever, Mickey Mouse team, even though Mickey Mouse hadn't been introduced yet. Yeah. Who's covering that game, by the way? Uh, the... Uh, Peter Gammons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter Gammons. He mm-hmm. was only like 62 at the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love Peter Gammons, though. Yeah, except he's, for, he's Except cool. for when he uh, takes Larry Walker off his Hall of Fame ballot in the 10th <laughs> year of eligibility when he only puts down eight players. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, Game 3 was pretty hilarious to watch. 
I just yeah. like it was like oh that's a bomb oh wait that's that's shy of the warning track yep every <laughs> single time but it, there yeah there were there were times where that happened for the giants yeah. uh like against them mm-hmm. uh I've, it's it's interesting because the way the dodgers won uh, did did the did the giants get run differential here i i I think so. I think it. it was like plus three, though. Like it really yeah. wasn't that serious because what the Dodgers won nine to two, and seven to two. Oh, so they one hundred percent did. Yeah, they 16, absolutely did. So it was sixteen. It was to four. four nothing. It was four nothing. So one 16, nothing. Sixteen to eight, then one nothing. Sixteen to nine, and then four nothing, and then one nothing. So that's another five. No, I, okay. Let's go by game by game here. <laughs> okay. Live math on above replacement radio. It's one oh eight a.m. So it's four nothing Giants. Then it's. Nine six Dodgers, then it's nine seven Dodgers, then uh, sixteen to nine Dodgers, and then uh, eighteen to ten Dodgers. Okay, yeah, so they absolutely did get run differentials. <laughs> um, yeah, they did. Pythagorean. So it would have been funny if the Giants won for yeah. sure. Um, mini mini nineteen sixty. Yeah, yeah, a little bit for you. Would have been would have been nice, a little best of five uh, run differential there, but um, but yeah, I, I I guess it matches the theme of the season because the Dodgers had a better run differential, um, and it ended up with them getting more wins. It did. Um, all right. Any anything more? Do we? I think we should just talk about the Dodgers now. Like we talked about it from the Giants' yeah. perspective. Um, how about winner take all, Cody Bellinger, twenty eighteen. NLCS game seven. What does he do? He hits a three-run home run. Yeah. Or no, he hits a solo home run that ties up the game. One-one. They go on to win that game. NLCS game seven, 2020. He hits the go-ahead home run against the Braves, and I believe the seventh inning. They go on to win. Tonight he comes up with runners on first and second with one out. Go-ahead run at second. Ninth inning, Camilo Doval on the mound, who had just recorded a six-out save, and he comes through with a base hit, and it ends up being the game-winning hit. For, like, that had to be, you know, we're going to talk a lot about Cody Bellinger this offseason and talk about what we expect out of him. There's going to be a lot of conflicting, you know, cases, but I feel like he kind of saved face for the entire season tonight. Um, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like, this is this is the type of hit that just cancels out an entire season where you had a 165 batting average. Yeah, because, I mean, ultimately, the ultimately it didn't end up really affecting the Dodgers outside of, I mean, I guess they could have had, if they won one more game because of Cody Bellinger, like, they'd uh, have home field advantage in this series. But it this this definitely makes up for yeah for this. It's, it uh, it's something else for sure. Like, that high leverage situation, he comes through with a nice hard hit line drive, too. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, that inning, it started with a Justin Turner hit by pitch, um, which, you know, it's it's the base. I, I, I know walks and hit by pitches are technically different, but they're basically the same thing. Um, you know, it's, it's stuff like that that kills you. And then it was a Gavin Lux ground ball through the hole between first and second. And then, obviously, Bellinger with the line drive uh, yeah. in between the middle infielders that were shifted. 101 miles per hour, 9-degree yep. launch angle, 700 expected batting average on that one. Um, and, yeah, really came really came through uh, for sure. Um, do we want to 
Uh, Dodgers, what else, what do- else from the Dodgers can we talk about? Dodgers bullpen really came through. They Kenley did. Jansen has not been an, is- an issue at all. No, he's been great. Yes. Like last year, last year we were talking about like a, a like a role of reversal where it's like someone else is going to be yeah. closing for the Dodgers. I remember in the in my preseason NL West article, I had, I had to explain like, by the way, Kenley Jansen's still here. Yep. Like let's not forget. You know, I think a lot of people had a bad taste in their mouth from like Game Four of the World Series where he. He gave up the walk-off hit to Brett Phillips. There was the home run to Randy that I gave up in, like, I think it was game one. Uh, you know, he had himself a tough playoff run last year. He has been absolutely nails this year. The Dodgers' bullpen as a whole has been nails this year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this postseason. Yeah, Jansen had uh, had a perfect inning of entering this game. He had another perfect inning here. So, so far in the playoffs this year, uh, Kenley Jansen, two innings, five strikeouts, no base runners allowed. They have so many guys where every time they come in, I'm just so sure it's going to be a shutdown inning. Like, it's Jansen, it's Blake Trinan. Like, it's even guys like Gratterall, yeah. who I know we kind of make fun of. Canable tonight, you know, he did give up a couple hard-hit balls, one of them being a, a deep fly ball out to Darren Ruff. But, you know, he got the job done tonight. He saved Dave Roberts' face. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, just, they are just so good. And, obviously, Serger for the ninth is... Is just not even fair. So I'm trying to wonder who do the Dodgers go with in Game One of the NLCS now because they had, I mean I don't know, like they had Bueller go in Game Four. He would be on what three days rest. Um, Bueller in three days rest. Serger pitched today. Arias pitched today. I feel like sure, like if if Scherzer doesn't pitch, it's only because of Dave Dave Roberts didn't want him to. Pitch. I was say Scherzer will be like yeah. I'm available to go seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking. What's always referenced when these uh, relievers or these starters do relief appearances between their starts, mm-hmm. pe- people on the broadcast are always like, "It's a, it's a, it's just going to be a bullpen for him." Yep. Maybe that's the case, and and Scherzer gets. I mean, he had a he had a quick inning. He had a relatively. It was what fi- between like fifteen and twenty pitches. It's if not that, yeah. Not crazy. Not a crazy amount. So I don't see why. It probably he probably could go game one on a day's rest. Right. Uh, yeah. Bruce Dargraderall, by the way. Uh, or actually, that ERA is outdated now. He had a shutout. He had a shutout inning, right? So yeah. So that is three times nine divided by thirteen point three 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 three. Uh, two hundred three ER two hundred three career postseason ERA for Bruce Dargraderall. Yeah, I mean that guy. What a weird like sequence of events where like the Do- like he was a part of a three team trade that fell through, and the Dodgers were like, "Well, actually, we'll just take him." Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess uh, Jeter Downs was higher graded. Yeah. Um, so the Red Sox... Yeah, is, he hit, it, don't look at his minor league stats this year. Yeah, he had like a 590-something OPS. Yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really... I'm, I was kind of trying to hype up Jeter Downs because of how the trade went, but... I think the worst case... Like, there's so much... I'm thinking about potential World Series storylines. Like, Red Sox-Dodgers, you have a rematch of 2018. You have Mookie Betts coming back. Oh Astros-Dodgers, I don't even need to say it. Yeah. Uh, Astros and uh, what? Astros and Braves. Braves. You, uh, there's probably that not much there, but the one thing I will say is that you have Ron, uh, you have Ron Washington and Dusty Baker with one of them getting a ring. That's cool. And then the other one would be uh, what Astros or no wait, Braves, Braves Red, Red Sox. Sox. That's probably the probably worse than the, the, the four. What if I were to tell the you Boston series? <laughs> Astros Braves Revenge of the 2005 NLDS. Chris Burke. 
<laughs> Chris Burke. Brad Osmus. <laughs> Wait, right now. And that was NLDS, by the way. Did yeah. you say that? Okay, you did. Yeah, NLDS. Yeah, Chris Burke, <laughs> the 18th inning. The, the forgotten 18 inning postseason game that literally no one knows about. <laughs> um, Red Sox, you know, it would be very funny if the Braves faced the Brewers and the Red Sox in this postseason. Oh, yeah. The, they're. F- <laughs> Uh, their their former cities. They're just, they're just going on a trip down memory lane throughout the playoffs. It's like I, we're gonna go to the World Series. We're gonna make a make some stops along the way in all of our old old stopping grounds. Going yeah. to Milwaukee, going to Boston, coming to Atlanta. If you were to tell someone that that this happened in like 1968, they'd be like, "Well, they probably just got booed out of town, right?" <laughs> <laughs> then no one remembers. No one no one cares. Yeah, I can't believe you left Boston and Milwaukee. Yeah, Red Sox fans are so upset that the Braves left <laughs> yeah. all those years ago. Yeah, it's not like Fenway Park's a national landmark now. Yeah, um, yeah it's that's hilarious to think about the, the Boston's that, That's the revenge. worst storyline, but it's one we could make a complete meme out of. You know what? Major League Baseball would try to sell that, yeah. too. They 100% yeah. would. They just have an image of Kid Nichols in, <laughs> in the background. and <laughs> They do, like, a, you know, like, like 30 minutes before the game, they have, like, Joe Buck do, like, a feature interview with, like, Kid Nichols' like, great-great-great-grandson. They're like... What did your great great? I know you grew know up in Boston, pitching? but you but you had you have an allegiance to the Braves. What are you thinking tonight? <laughs> <laughs> they just have him on the uh, MLB What's Network. What's your favorite desk. memory from going to Boston Braves games? Yeah, they just have him on the MLB Network desk. Yeah, with Jim Cotton, <laughs> Buck Showalter. <laughs> they're like they're just talking about the Milwaukee and Boston yeah. Braves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Classic MLB. Uh, so I mean, yeah, great storylines all around. <laughs> yeah, in the World exactly. Series. I feel like yeah, Astros and Dodgers and Red Sox and Braves—they just get the same reaction in my mind. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if the Dodgers make the World Series, you got a really good storyline no matter what. Yes. Um, and it's gonna be very weird with the home with the home team with home team advantage having almost no chance. Right. <laughs> like the Braves won, I think, eighteen games less than the Dodgers. Um, yeah, it's like um, I, I had to make a football reference, but last year the Washington football team yep. was seven and nine and hosted a <laughs> hosted a playoff game against Tom Brady and the Bucks, who went on to win the Super Bowl. It's kind of like that. Um, I don't know. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to play out scenarios where the Braves succeed here. I think it's it, hard I, to. I think it'd have to be in pitching. Like I think it's in starter longevity. That's where I it would is. agree. Yeah, I mean, like, Max Fried will probably go game one. Yeah, you got to like that matchup against who knows. Yes. Uh, also, the Braves are very familiar with Max Serger. Yep. Because they obviously saw him a million times. Um, That's true. Trying to um, think. Bull, like, the, the Braves' bullpen has to stay where they've been at against the Brewers. Yeah. Off, I mean, Brewers off from going going to Brewers' offense to, to Dodgers', Dodgers offense is going to be a shockwave. Yeah. At least the pitching is like, oh, this isn't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, ah, at least, you know, I'll have some competitive at-bats. Yeah. It's better than Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta and Josh Hay. Actually, maybe Freddie Freeman's not thinking that one, but... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you will have to face Blake Trinan, who is filthy. Right. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Um, I don't know. Do do we... uh, How do we we preview this? I guess... I guess, yeah, you have Freed versus who who knows who. We don't know. We have no... We know nothing about the Dodgers... Like how they're gonna roll out. Like I this, would, this just ended uh, maybe assume, forty-five minutes ago. I would assume Scherzer. I would assume. I would guess Scherzer game one. Like they're obviously not going Arias. 
Bueller game two? Um, he'd go from Thursday to Sunday? Um, or no, he'd go from Tuesday, Tuesday to Sunday. Tuesday, so yeah, okay, so Bueller game two. Bueller game two. Versus, um, versus um, Morton, probably Morton. Who pitched that same day. Well, actually, okay, yeah, Morton. And then Anderson versus Arias. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Anderson versus Arias. And then game four, that's where it gets interesting because now you're going to have to have some some fourth starters. So, I mean, I'm thinking, like, Huskar Yanoah from the Braves and I don't know who for the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Because they only started – I mean, I guess they had the bullpen game, but they had three different, you know, starting pitchers that were used right. in the series. I'm trying to think. Let me look at their bullpen and see who else they had. Uh, um, I, th- I think I have what in, what in my head I think is going to happen. I guess Gonsolin or Price. Um, Gonsolin or Price. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Dodgers win the first three. The Braves uh, throw out Max Fried at home. They win that game. And then the Dodgers take it in a gentleman's sweep in, in five-game. Okay. So you got Dodgers in five... I feel like that's kind of like what most people would go with. Part of me wants to remember that the Braves took them to seven games last year, but the Braves were just so much better last year. Exactly. Like you lost two of your three best hitters from last year. The uh, pitching is kind of. I guess. I guess same. they did not have Morton last year. They didn't have Morton, but I don't know. Like, how much of a difference do you think that really makes when you cancel out Acuna? I feel like if Acuna was and, playing, like this would be so much different. Yes, it would, and. And obviously Ozuna too, but that's a, you know that's an alternate universe that doesn't exist right now. And also, what we have to consider is somehow, some way, the Dodgers are better this year. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like, well, you're adding Charlie Morton to the Braves. Yeah. You're How adding about Max, Max Scherzer? Scherzer and Trey Turner <laughs> to the Dodgers. And like they didn't, they didn't lose anybody. They lost yeah. Pedro Baez, who didn't even lost do anything. Pedro Baez. <laughs> yeah, they lost the human rain delay. <laughs> yeah. Big bad for bad for. Uh, People who take the over on pace are on the time of game for yeah, the Dodgers. They're just praying. When they see Baez warming, they throw like, they th- all right, throw a bottle at their at television. That. Yeah. Like, exactly. Over is a lock right now. <laughs> that's that's it. That's all the Dodgers lost. Exactly. Uh, yeah, it's crazy that the Dodgers got better. I'm gonna have to agree with you and say Dodgers in five. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's that that seems hard to to argue. Yeah, like you you could. I I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised either if it was a sweep in general yeah. uh, on the Dodgers side of things. But, yeah, it the Braves, you know, I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it ended uh, a game later or a game earlier than five. But if it goes seven, then... If it goes seven, I'm hell surprised. Hell of a job, Atlanta. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it would be a difficult task. Yeah, I mean, let, well, don't forget, like, you talked about the Braves facing Charlie, like, adding Charlie Morton. The Dodgers rocked him last year in the World Series. That's correct. Yeah. yeah, he pitched game three. I said that was a that was an easy raise win. It wasn't. Yeah. At all. Yeah, Bueller just ended up being that guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, both of us say Braves in five. Uh, no, I don't. Or, or yeah, both of us say Dodgers in five. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if we said Braves in five. I said Braves in five last series. You did. In a best of five. In a best of five. <laughs> and you were wrong. They and actually I was won wrong. sooner. Yeah. I think were... we got, I don't think we nailed any, actually you nailed Dodgers. No, you said Giants in five. I said Giants in yeah, five. Yeah, we absolutely suck at predictions. So expect the Braves to win in four. <laughs> yes. And expect, yeah, the, expect Astros the Braves to win Astros World Series. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I went 500. You unfortunately went 250. Yeah. Um, I, I, but yeah, it was, wow. At least, like, thank God for the Astros. 
<laughs> Thank God they saved face. I almost looked like Ben Verlander. Did you see his bracket? Yeah. He had he had what Rays. He had uh, Yankees. Rays, White Sox, Cardinals, and Brewers as the final four. Yeah, he had Yankees and Cardinals and Yankees. winning the wild yeah, he card. Won, he had literally zero points for the entire postseason. He lost both wild card games and he lost every DS and by by you know regular positive elimination lost the CS and World Series. Right. He had a Brewers, White Sox, World Series. Yeah, it would have been hard to get all four right considering how close each series was and like the 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 Rays not winning yeah. also threw a wrench in things that definitely did like that's that's the one where I feel sympathy because that's the one that was probably the biggest consensus pick of uh, the four of the four division series is. yeah that that one was the one I th- thought over the least yeah probably because it just seemed right um all right is that is that all we have yeah it's just it sucks that we had such a good game and it had to end like that. It really does. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know. I, I don't know what it would uh, what to make a reference to, but other than the way the twenty twenty Giants season might have ended. I mean, it was how twenty twenty was that. <laughs> I mean, just crazy. Yeah. Um. All right. So we hope you enjoyed this uh, little half episode we had for you. We definitely had a fun time. This is nice. We should do this more often. Yeah. I think this should just be our our designated like postseason. Like gut reactions, spot. right? Our, our little half episode check-ins. Yeah. Um, Except as, for during the winter when it's like a big <laughs> trade happens. It's like twenty degrees. We're sitting out here. Yeah, like, it's like well, it looks like it looks like Kevin Gosman. <laughs> when he resigns with the Dodgers, he got a five-year deal with ninety million dollars. <laughs> Teeth chattering. Yeah. It's hard to it's hard to imp- impersonate that. You can't you yeah. can't replicate that. Yep. <laughs> you, we just yeah, just like the computer freezes and looks re- like and Robbie st- Ray rejected the qualifying <laughs> offer. <laughs> Do we think he can make it more than eighteen point four mil? Jose Ramirez in trade talks. <laughs> uh. Now we're now we're now I'm being a ghost. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that's us. That's us impersonating being cold as two people from the Northeast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who know exactly what we're talking about? That's that's just me spending uh, too much in, too much time inside over the past eighteen months. Yeah. Um. All right. So, we hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media, follow me on Twitter at Chris underscore Gian to follow Daniel on both Twitter and Instagram at Daniel underscore Curran and follow the show Instagram at Above Replacement Radio for all the show needs. And uh, we hope you enjoyed this one, and we hope to see you on Monday, uh, where we're going to be talking about. Um, we're going to be talking about, uh, the, the past two games of each series, uh, heading into, uh, and heading into the, uh, games three, four, and five of both series. So we will see you then. This conversation, this conversation is over, is over.